What about the bridge here? You like the bridge here? When he's, when he's you can't be no. my James Dean. I'll be your sweet queen. And like that, that like no. turn the tone down on the drums and he like, like he's behind a closed door. Comes in real hard. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different record from a different band or artist and we break it down we try to do as much research as we can and we find out all the little secrets about everything that we do on this pod and we let everyone else know about it because we're asinine radio uh my name is tyler way out there hundreds of miles away way out there in the ether is jeff go to apple podcasts go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio i'm almost done with the intro i know you're bored uh, we have a phone number you can call. Leave, a, leave us a voicemail. Send us a text message. It's 503-893-5307. We also have a Discord channel. If you want to be a part of that, hit us up on the socials, wherever, on email. I don't care. We'll give you. We'll send you the link. So that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That, that's all I got for the intro. So yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I'm already having a blast, right? Yeah. I'm already having a blast. So <laughs> what are we doing today, Jeff? Uh, senses fail, let it enfold you. Senses Fail formed in October 2001 
in Ridgewood, New Jersey by Buddy Nielsen on vocals, Garrett Zablocki on guitar, Dave Miller, Miller on guitar, James Gill on bass, and Dan Trapp on drums. They currently have seven full-length records, three EPs, and one compilation. Let It Unfold You is the album we're doing today, and it's their first one. It was released September 7th, 2004. It features Buddy Nielsen on vocals, Garrett Zablocki on guitar, Dave Miller on guitar, Mike Glida on bass, Dan Trapp Dan Trapp on drums and it remains one of the more important and popular albums to come out of this scene selling over 600,000 copies worldwide now Jeff uh, what is what's your origin story with uh, with Census Fail uh, what do you got Go. this was uh, this was a popular album when we were in high school the, these guys yes. came out this was incredibly popular and their first EP that was before this was popular. But when Let It Unfold You dropped, we had to have been like juniors, maybe seniors. Yeah. Probably seniors. But it was just, dude, it was so fucking popular. And it's, and I'm not even going to pretend like I'm going to, I'm going to do this episode in like an objective standpoint. This is purely subjective. And <laughs> I don't even care because there is, there's so much nostalgia for this. And, it continues. It just continues. And I don't remember the first time I heard Senses Fail, but I I remember the, the 15th time, the 30th time, the fucking 100th time. <laughs> I remember all of those times. So I don't know, man. Right. I, I, I love, I love, I love this album. Okay. So was this the first thing you heard from them? Was this record or was it the EP? No, it was this record. It was it okay. was the song you just played. It was, it was buried alive. Oh, okay. That was the first song that I ever heard from Senses Fail, and then this record came out and I loved it. And then I I listened to the EP and I loved it. And then I just sort of tapered off because as we did in our rankings, everything else after this, to a, to a, to an extent, was was okay. And yeah, it was um, the same thing. Yeah, so I, I I tapered off for a while. I, before this week, I'd only listened to three of their albums in their entirety. So and which ones were they? It was one, two, and then fuck, I can't Ren- remember. I think it was Renaissance. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a good place to jump back in. Is that record? I mean, because that is their best record. And then their, and then their split with Saves the Day. I listened to that one too, oh, like God, last year. Of course you did. Of course you did. I don't like it though. <laughs> but. Yeah, whatever. Uh, okay. All right. So, so that that's your origin story. Real quick, my origin story is I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. I remember a lot of my friends listening to this record. Uh, you being one of them, Mike. Um, and then a couple, like Brian Moore, I know, listened to this record a lot. Blake Vassin listened to it. I mean, they were popular within the scene, for sure. And a lot of people I knew like this record like this band a lot but it never it never clicked for me i mean i was always more of a metal guy more of a punk guy uh so i never especially in high school i never got into the emo stuff back then like like i've talked about before i hated taking back sunday fucking hated that band it took years it took years for me to get into that band but i love taking back sunday now i think they're (laughs) i mean for the most part they're fantastic um, but yeah, since this fail, never, um, I never liked what I heard enough to want to listen to more like I did with taking back Sunday. Uh, yeah, the, the scene just kind of, it went by me. Like I just didn't, it just was not for me. Uh, I don't, I'm, I, maybe I've seen census fail at some, I'm sure I've seen census fail at some point 
at some show. I just have no recollection of it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know any specific time I've I listened to them for the first time. It's just very. Uh, they're very not in my 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 radar. I guess you could say. But this week was interesting. It was interesting, <laughs> right? It was a okay. So it wasn't. Ter- well, there were moments where it was almost terrible, but for the most part, like overall, it was good. It was good because the good stuff, the really good stuff was very, very good, but the bad stuff was pretty terrible. So they for sure have bad records. Like for sure they have bad records. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we have seen this fail. They played Warped Tour like in the mid 2000s, fucking five, six times. Yeah. Then we have seen them. And we saw them right. But I feel like, They've opened up with for some other band we we've seen at some point, like maybe at Glass House or House of Blues or something. I don't not maybe not Chain because Chain's pretty small, but I know they've had to have opened up for somebody we've seen maybe thrice. No, they they played the first Taste of Chaos. That or yeah, that, I that's didn't go to called. that one. Um, yeah, I didn't go to that with the used and My Chemical Romance and stuff. Remember what was the other one too? Sounds of the Underground. Remember that? Remember that? Oh yeah, but that was Lincoln Park, wasn't it? No, Sandy Underground was like even more obscure, hardcore, underground shit. No, because like Scars of Tomorrow played, and like it was, it was really. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was more, it was more metal and more like thrash almost. But it was, it was. That's right. I mean, as the name suggests, it was more like unknown bands. It wasn't popular bands. Yeah, sounds of. I totally forgot about that. That would happen for like three years. Yeah. Like right when it was taken off, it was it was already done. <laughs> I'm just looking it up right now, real quick, to see if um, see if I recognize any of this bullshit. But yeah, no bands like you know, I'm seeing as I lay dying in flames, Trivium, Terror, Cannibal Corpse, Kill Switch, Shadows Fall, Unearth, Lamb of God. Yeah, I mean, just over this the, was the like several years, early 2000s though. So right, yeah. I mean, uh, maybe like mid 2000s. Okay, I'm trying so, to find I mean, the exact. No, uh, 2006 was one of them. So these bands haven't like, I mean, that was around the time they were, I guess, exploding. The scene was exploding. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, that was cool. And a lot of cool, <laughs> I don't know, a lot of cool festivals. It was fun. So, so, so the second, the second Sounds of Underground was uh, the summer of 2006. So I assume the first one was 05. So probably 05 through like up through zero, oh, 2009 or something, I'd say. I mean that that's pretty much describes like the best of the scene, I guess. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of these bands, man. I ne- but I never went to this tour, but I've seen a lot of these bands on other tours like Ozfest, Warp Tour, um and then just, you know, with other other bands and artists. Good stuff though. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, what uh what are your initial thoughts on this record? And then do you have any stinkers? And then what's your biggest banger? What do you got? Uh, my initial thoughts are I love this album because it's it's nostalgic. I've seen Tetrisville probably like five times, six times, mm-hmm. because Renee likes Census Fail, and she likes a lot of Census Fail, not just this album. This album is like one of her least favorites. What? I shouldn't say least favorite. This is this is not her favorite album, but it's, it's her top three. Okay. But, yeah. But I mean, she's a, she's a metalcore person. You know, she likes Azalea Dying. She likes a lot of metal music. So she, I didn't ask her. I probably should have asked her, but I didn't ask her if she likes Renaissance or the other one. I forgot what the name was. But the I've seen my heart or something. 
I seen Cedrusville a bunch of times. I saw them. Oh, they opened for fucking Bayside, which was a bizarre That's combination. Crazy. Because well, whatever. But yeah, my initial unless, thoughts unless are they, unless they were only playing they the stuff from their last record. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, because they ended the the show with I think Buried Alive. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think they would have to probably they they'd probably have to throw that song in their set. Because their most Census Fails a band that like everybody knows like one of their songs. Like there's such a good one or two opener for any band in the past two thousand to two thousand fourteen. Like because everybody knows like one of their songs. And they're just they're a name, dude. They're a they're a brand, they're a name. And even though they're not huge and they haven't made a name for themselves, the name Census Fail invoke something people recognize the name they've been around for a long fucking time longer than i thought they would ever be around and this album is is nostalgic this album is is crazy good at times i can see where i mean i this is my subjective goggles coming on (laughs) there's a lot of repetition in this album some of these songs are fucking identical but i don't Mm -hmm. care because they're bangers but some of the choruses, just like you change one or two notes and they're the fucking same thing over and over and over. But I don't care because this album's a banger. And That's what was fine. the other thing you asked yeah. me? Oh, I know. I have no stinkers on this album. Oh, no stinkers. Yeah. yeah. Zero stinkers. Uh, we talked about Buried Alive. That was the first one we played. That's my 3B. That's my third banger. But my favorite song, okay. my favorite is, my most, my most, is, extra most bestest favorite song is Irony of Dying on Your Birthday. That is my favorite ah, Census yes. Fail song. And you know, song, yeah. you know that whenever Mike and me get together, at some point, <laughs> Census Fail comes on. And when there's alcohol involved, I mean, maybe you don't even know because you don't, you, until this week, you didn't know like the words or whatever song we were singing. But whenever Mike and I'm a friend of the pod, Mike and I get together, there's a handful of songs Dashboard, Hot Hot Heat, Bright Eyes, Census yeah. Fail. These are, all, these are all bands and songs that we throw on. And we get really, really stupid with them. Or you don't even put them on. You just sing them. Like, you don't even have to play them. You just sing them. <laughs> that like, is true. Like, I, I, I would say probably, like, 90% of the time, you don't even put the songs on. You just sing them. So. There, there, there's there's some, like, trigger <laughs> where one word matches one thing of the song, and he says one word, and then I say a <laughs> sentence, and then he repeats the chorus, and then it just goes off from there. And then Mike does the Mike does the thing where like he sticks his arm out really quick, like he has a microphone in his hand, and he puts it up to his face and he sings it, <laughs> and like and he does that like shoulder that that shoulder and hip yes. thing he does, yeah. locks the elbows out fully <laughs> extended and then comes back in real fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man is so predictable. I love it. Oh, that's, that's so that's, good, dude. That's what we do. Irony of dying on your birthday is that's, is easily that's like, your BB. It's, it's it's like beyond BB for me. There's like. I mean, I, I did, I, I did really, really try. So I don't. Uh-huh. They're all not bangers for me, but I have like five of these that are like beyond bangers. Wow, wow. I have, okay. I, I tagged them like for for the sake of the pod and the sake of this album. I only have seven Bs. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I think I have five. I have five Bs. That's five but, more than I thought you'd have. I mean, but they're only bangers in in the context of the record. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't, I would honest. I'm, I'm, to be perfectly honest with you, I would, I would not playlist any of these songs. Just the way she goes, would that not is, playlist a single. That one is wrong, but that is fine. 
but it's fine. <laughs> so I, I also have no stingers with this record. There's nothing that is just overtly just gross and embarrassing, but there are definitely parts where I just, I think, dude, you could, you could have probably cut this album down by like three songs and nobody would have ever known. So, and those, honestly, those songs are the last, like at least the last two songs. So Martini Kiss and um, Angela Baker. Yeah. Angela Baker. Like those songs. Okay. Dude, I've heard these songs That's like a hundred times already on this one record. But, um, so yeah, those are definitely not bangers for me. But, and then with, with this record, I don't ever recall a moment where I've listened to this record in its entirety except for this week. <laughs> but I, I know I have listened to this at some point, whether it was with you or Mike Absolutely or you have. whoever, but I don't, I don't have any recollection of it. So. Yeah, so, yeah, I got no stinkers, but my, my BB is also your BB. That's the oh, irony of dude. dying on your birthday. Yeah, that is my, I was surprised. I was fucking surprised when I got to this one because oh. I was kind of, the latter half of this record was much better than the first half, um, except for the last two songs. But yeah, the um, irony of dying on your birthday, that was that was a pretty cool song. It's pretty good. It was, it, the first verse is pretty intense with his screaming and it's very unique to to him because he I've listening to all their music he's never screamed like that on that first verse it's just it's weird it's very weird for him um and then just that that kind of like abrupt sounding kind of chugging guitars in the song it's it's different from the rest of the album which is kind of which is cool but that chorus that chorus is incredibly catchy it's incredibly so incredibly catchy. It's like it drones. It's there, it's almost not even melodic. It's just <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just it's yeah. stupid. It's but it's still very catchy because it, it's just because it doesn't seem like he's trying. He it doesn't seem like he's trying hard to be melodic or be catchy. You know, it's I don't it's, know. It's just <laughs> it's very emo. Like it's, it it's, seems natural. I don't know. God, it's so fucking emo, dude. And it's just. Like subject material, I, I I was blown away by. I've never really dug deep into these lyrics, but I never thought that they would be as deep as they were. Not saying they're they're you know a ten foot hole deep, but they're much much deeper than I thought they were going to be overall. Yeah, and I I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised that this album took took effort, and these guys really put put a lot of effort into this coming off of the fact that they didn't even know each other. This was a, a band formed by Buddy who wanted to form a band and then posted something online and then just took a bunch of musicians that responded to the ad and then formed yeah. a band, which is not... I mean, how many bands in the history of music have, have played out like that, right? And Metallica. become the best ever, which is... That's not a knock. It's just... That's it's, how Metallica did it, though. It's it yeah it's but it's weird and like I don't know it is it, weird yeah it's weird because now we talk about these bands like oh they've been friends for so long and they've known each other and is friends of a friend and but then it's like no he he just posted a fucking ad and they're all like in their teens and they came out and I I think it was just the explosion of this scene and the the emo sound itself transitioning mm-hmm. from like the the because emo hardcore is what it was originally and it came from the hardcore punk scene <laughs> and then went into the emo scene or the emo hardcore scene and then transition into what we now identify as quote unquote emo of the two thousands. Yeah. Screamo is like an offshoot. Like Screamo is a better, 
Screamo is a better description of the band, especially yes. this record. Well, Screamo is a better description of the genre, but when we talk about emo, when most people talk about emo, nobody talks about the hardcore stuff that came in like the 80s and the early 90s. When people see when people say the word emo, we're talking late 90s and then most of the 2000s. And yeah. this band this band just just rode those 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 coattails. They 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 wrote some pretty fucking catchy songs on this album and they got deep enough on the surface on a first listen where you could think like, Oh, these are pretty cool lyrics, man. I can identify. But then years later you dig back on them and you're like, Holy shit. These are actually deeper than I ever thought they were. They were, but they weren't like, I feel like a a lot of it was like word vomit, you know? yeah, he was deep at, at moments and, and points in the songs, but sometimes it was just like there would be like a verse or, or pretty much just like a random verse that would just be like, okay, this doesn't really, to me at least, it didn't really make sense in the context of the song of what else you were talking about. It just sounds like you were trying to be poetic or trying to be use a bunch of words um, that sound like kind of sounded good together, but otherwise it just it didn't, it doesn't really flow. I think within the lyrics, within the lyrics standpoint, I I agree. Until I started reading more into the lyrics, into what he was talking about, into who he was, and even I mean, dude, like the guy's well read, and yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like the name "Senses Fail," taken from like Charles Bukowski, and like a lot of the songs are taken from various literary books and poems and stuff and like hot water well, music for instance is a band that took their name from a charles bukowski poem and, and and story so these guys at least buddy is is well read and yeah, well i mean at least what i was reading the the band name was was based off of like buddhism and the fact to reach nirvana you have to let pretty much all your senses fail and go away to reach that Oh, that's that right. Plateau. Let and, it unfold you. Let it unfold you is is right. is a poem from Charles Bukowski, right? The, the, and that, the, that was the theme of attachment and detachment is is senses fail like, and it's I don't know, it's kind of a weird concept, but in in Buddhism, I think it was I think specifically they were talking about Hinduism, but in Buddhism as I know it, you want to detach yourself from attachment. And mm-hmm. that's how you become enlightened is you, you, you don't have any attachments, but that also includes like love and things like that, not just physical attachments. But then it's like, what's Emotional the fucking point? Ones. What's the point yeah. of living then? Like at that point, I don't exactly. know. That's, that's, <laughs> like, that's a little bit extreme and bizarre. That, what's the point of reaching Nirvana if you're not going to, not going to enjoy the, what life has to offer, you know? Like theoretically, if everybody on earth right now decided to do that, then the human existence would cease to exist, right? We would, yeah, we would you be literally done. Couldn't, yeah, you They're, literally couldn't exist. So. I mean, you, you have to, you still have to eat and you still have to have the basic human needs. Well, like reproduction is like a basic human function oh, yeah. to the That's survival <laughs> of our species and reproduction itself. And we're one of the few animals on earth that does it for pleasure. And so if you take mm-hmm. that away and become detached from that, then the existence of our species is, is, is kaputs. Yeah. But, but these guys, these guys are well read, right? Yeah. That, that, yeah. Besides that. Yeah. yeah, He's well read. And I, I think there's a lot of, I think he tries really hard and I think it comes off sometimes as trying really hard, 
But then also, I think that he just is kind of a, at this time, he was kind of a douche. And he had a lot of stuff that he had gone through in, in the upcoming years with alcoholism, sex addiction, a lot of things that Buddy was going through. But I think overall, at this time, he was kind of a dick. But he knows he was a dick. But he didn't want to or didn't know how to mm-hmm. stop being kind of a douchebag. But and also, a lot of this I, album deals with that. I was reading too, the, the little bit that's written about this record or the recording of this record is that they were all just partying like crazy. Every band member was just like drinking heavily, smoking a lot of weed, just having a good time. <laughs> At least that's what it seems like. They were, it was just like party central, which, you know, we don't really see in a lot of bands after 2000, after the year 2000. I feel like after that, after that once that decade started i feel like people in bands started to like relax and not and not focus on 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 partying and drugs as much or if they did they did it in secret like it was never out it was never obvious but according to the producer and and just like other band members that that was like the process of this record was partying which i mean i mean cool i mean that's that's great if they had a blast doing it. That's that's fucking awesome. But I mean, that, it that, just seems weird. That's at this time period. Dude, that's why like irony of dying on your birthday is very very cheesy in its approach, but mm. is a very. It's not a deep song because it's been done, but it's it's honest. It's an honest. It's an earnest song. It it means something, and that concept like signing to Vagrant at that point, going from drive through and going to Vagrant Records, getting oh, a yeah, bigger whole, record deal partying like every again we've said this before people start a band we talked about it last week in the beatles the beatles became a band because they wanted to get chicks because they wanted to party because they wanted to drink because they wanted to have fun that's why you start yeah. a band is because you want to get famous yeah maybe not anymore um with like youtube and everything because everybody just wants to be the best at whatever they do so i feel like it kind of throws that whole idea out the door I think people now just want their 15 minutes. I I, I think, I think the band aspect is done. People just want that moment in the spotlight because it's too much work. I I think our our society in general is, is is the thought is I want my 15 minutes on YouTube. I want to make some money, but I don't want to do that much work. I only want my 15 minutes. Whereas like the rock star aspect is, is completely dead. Which is kind of, I mean, when, when you kind of, think about it it that that is kind of a good thing because the people that really want to just go out there and and you know play shows and and do something really cool the people that are doing that really want to do it so it really shows in their music and i feel like one of those bands is turnstile because they're not doing anything super revolutionary they're just really good at at what they are and what they do like they're and it just shows in their live shows and it shows in their music and like, they're not particularly good at any of their instruments or like great at any of their instruments. They're good and they can write good songs and they, they tour and they have crazy good shows, but they're not like technically great musicians. Yeah. But they have that drive. They have that, I guess guess just drive would be the right word. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. All, All, I mean, the only drive they have is like, Let's let's see how many notes I could fit, you know, in a single bar, and let's throw that up on YouTube. Let's let's be the fastest at something. Let's do the the most of something, and that's what that's what YouTube is. It's it's like instant gratification, you know. 
and but you know these, these bands that are still going out touring and doing a lot of cool stuff i feel like those bands are more lasting they have like a better fan base like turnstile but i mean we've we've said it before and there's no there's no torch that's going to be passed i mean Foo oh, yeah. Fighters the, the, and Weezer. The, once they're gone, there's no, there's the no middle ground. Traditional rock star is dead. It's yeah, completely the traditional gone. Rock star's dead. Honestly, yeah. the only, the only, the only genre of music now that treats music as a party, like, like Census failed it, is like hip hop. The hip hop community, the hip hop community. These guys that are coming up now are doing it because they want to get famous, and they're releasing record after record after record, even though. You know, take it for what it is, but some of them are just not good. But oh, they yeah. they live the rock star life. Like look at fucking six nine, my my boy six nine. Oh, I hate <laughs> that guy so much. But he's the fucking he's one of the worst. He's I mean for for whatever that term is even mean, he's a rock star, and it's annoying oh. because his music's pretty shit. I like a lot of the shitty fucking music that comes from that that genre, but he's just he's trash. But the hip hop yeah. community has those type of rock stars, and yeah, I don't I don't know if it's good or bad. I, I just I think it's interesting. I don't know. Or even like in the in the pop rock world, you have Machine Gun Kelly, which I don't think he's that great. I don't. There's there's nothing about him that I feel is unique at all. He's not but sustainable. He's fucking, he's super famous. I mean, we're we're led to believe he's super famous. Let's just say that. Yes. <laughs> but he, I don't think there's he's, there's he's anything one hundred percent not sustainable though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, he's he's not sustainable like like Cardi B is or or, or Nicki Minaj even Lizzo like these like these mm-hmm. are these are big names in the hip hop world that are sustainable that will be around for the next five to ten years that are yeah. living rock star lives the way Guns N' Roses lived the way the eighties hair metal bands lived the way nineties punk bands lived the way the two thousands alt band bands lived. It's 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 just the passing of the torch between genres now, and I think it's it's cool, but rock music is fucking almost done. So, uh, it's yeah. There, there's I mean the the closest thing you'd have in a modern and even a slightly modern sense would be like Avenged Sevenfold or Trivium, maybe Lamb of God. I mean, yeah, but how long have those bands been fucking putting out yeah, records? I mean, for twenty been, years. Trivium has been around for the Trivium and Avenged have been around since the early two thousands. Dude, Lamb of God's first album was like 2003, 2004. No, it was before that, I think. There two, I, think I think they're a 2000s band. Are they? Okay. Maybe. I, I'm not sure. But even bands like Korn, like they, Korn still have that, that rock star look, you know, where every member has their, their character. They have their unique look, you know? For better or worse, they have that. Or Slipknot, too. Slipknot have that. Those aren't that, fair, though. I know, but, but I'm saying like that. They're older, yeah, but they're still they still kind of carry that torch, that rock star torch. Whether or not you like those bands, but those are unattainable goals. Like no one's ever going to replace Corn or Slipknot. Yeah, but you could make the same argument with Guns N' Roses, with Aerosmith. I mean, with all these other big characters in rock music. I'm not just talking about their music. I'm talking about their characters. Yeah, but Foo Fighters did replace those kind of. I mean, Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith are still. I know, but. Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith are very a they are a list rock stars, as are the Foo Fighters. But the but the pa- the passing of the torch from Guns N' Roses to Foo Fighters, it makes sense. But Foo Fighters to no. somebody else is not going to happen. No one else is going to go on tour with Corn, 
and essentially take over Corn's spot because Corn because they're they're too it, unique. I would think, I, right? Yeah, kind of what you're getting at. Yeah, because, because Foo are vanilla. They're good, but they're vanilla. But that's a good that's a good unique. middle ground. And so are Guns N' Roses. Outside of Appetite, like Guns N' Roses are fucking vanilla. Oh yeah, they're they're a very vanilla band. Aerosmith are vanilla. Yeah. AC are vanilla. Rock, for sure. Like these, you know, like going back and back and back, like the passing of the torch is from vanilla to vanilla to vanilla. If you don't like corn, if you don't like corn music, that's fine, but they're not vanilla. Yeah, you're right. They're okay, fucking I, like I, I see I see where you Rocky going. Road or some shit. Like there's an acquired taste. <laughs> No, I get it. I, I get what you mean now. I, you've got to have these vanilla bands to pass the big torch on. But then also, you know, Avenged, I mean, besides those first two records, Avenged are pretty fucking vanilla. And Trivium, I don't know if you've ever listened to Trivium, but goddamn, they are fucking vanilla. I mean, they, they, they like try to present themselves as like this cool, unique metal band, but fucking shit, dude, they are so boring. They're one of the most boring metal bands I've ever heard in my life. They're so dull, but they're huge. Like they they put on huge ass shows. Because that's I it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get that's it. That's it. All. There's nothing else. Terrible. Anyway, f- f- we've gotten so off topic here. I know. Should we should we just play a little bit of Irony of Dying on Your Birthday and then yes. talk about the lyrics and yes. shit like that? Sound yes. good? Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Here we go. Irony of dying on your birthday from Census Fail. bit of irony irony of dying on your birthday from the census fails all right what do you got lyrically on this one i think this is a this is uh, i mean we kind of talked about the death of the rock star but this is a, a play on that that concept of what it means to be a rock star or just someone famous in general it's it's a it's a tongue-in-cheek aspiration of up-and-coming artists and it's 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 i don't know it's kind of fun it's like a dig into what it's like to be a rock star and then finding out what it's like to be a rock star and then realizing like, oh, this kind of fucking sucks. I didn't really get that lyrically on this one. 
I just feel like he was, he's just extremely depressed. Oh, excuse me. He's extremely depressed, has suicidal thoughts. Uh, he just wants it to end. And he knows that death will have no real impact on the world. And he can, he, he, he only says that because when he brings up like Jim Morrison and other things like that, even those people, they left an impact, but even then it wasn't big. It wasn't anything strong. So like, what is his, what is his death going to do to the world? And he thinks it's absolutely nothing. And so I feel like it's, it's his, it's that, that conflict in his mind of whether or not he should commit suicide or if he just should just go through with it because means nothing not i mean it's life means nothing to anybody i think we're on the same page we're just we're we're coming at it from different angles i think i I feel like i feel like it's way more personal than what you're saying not not that that that's a bad thing at all no it's it's literally the same thing We're, we're, we're saying the same exact thing so 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 hear me out like he's writing he's locking himself we're taking it literally he's locking himself in a room he's drinking until the clock strikes noon as he's writing, the next line is with a pen, a pill, and some paper. Rock stars drink, they do drugs, they do things to help them write, to clear their minds, to do whatever. There are things that he's pushing himself to do for the music, in my mm-hmm. sense. But ultimately, both of our things are are in line of, he's not happy. He's 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 wondering, what if I die? What happens? And there's there was there was a couple instances too in like interviews. Where he had said, like, where Buddy had said that he loves being in Census Fail. It's it's great, he said. But if it ends, like abruptly, if if something happens where nobody likes him anymore, he was just grateful for the time that he had in it. He was just, he, I'm, I had a good time. It was fun. It was mm-hmm. fun while it lasted. And I think that's that's kind of where where this song is going. He's 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 wondering what else is there, and I think that's a very rock star thing is we see rock i mean the great rock stars we see them you know party 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 and then they climax and then there's that transitional period of 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 music where they make a couple albums that aren't that good but they're finding themselves and then it's all downhill from there but in their personal life they become better people and i think yeah. he's already trying to achieve that he's already trying to be a better person because he's already wondering who the fuck cares who cares about me? Nobody cares about me. But I think ultimately this is a song about him thinking that he wants to be a rock star, but then realizing that being a rock star probably sucks. So now he wants to just be a better person. And I feel like maybe that's that's kind of a little bit profound for his age. And I only say that because what he was interested in with, with Buddhism and and the name of the band senses fail, like trying to reach, like detach yourself from, you know, the common people, I guess you could say. And yeah. just focus on yourself. So I don't know. But don't forget the he's, last line of this song. He's, he says, so like the whole last line is his, I, maybe I will write a sad song or another cliche poem of the person that I long to be. Right. And that's, mm-hmm he's pretending that he wants to be a rock star writing these songs that will make him famous. But then the backup hardcore vocals are saying this is in time. And that's, that's in the background in time that this stuff doesn't happen overnight. And his concept of being a rock star, which rock star can happen overnight, but to be a good person doesn't happen overnight. That takes time. And that's why I think that this is on the surface, him trying to be a rock star, but ultimately 
like you said, being being kind of like ahead of his age and in, in, in maturity, I guess, realizing mm-hmm. that to be a true rock star, it takes time. I totally understand your your view on, on his lyrics on this one. I, it, it totally makes sense, too. It's, it's, it's just a... Yeah, it's it, it's it's cool how we, we have these different interpretations, which is, you know, kind of what I, I always hope for when we pod, is that we have these different interpretations, and it's it's nice when we... When it happens, so. I, I did again. I was very surprised that these were even more than face value lyrics. I really was. Yeah, I, I while I was listening, I thought, dude, these lyrics are gonna be stupid as fuck. But yeah, you know, in in the end, after after reading about it, as I was going through all the records and reading about him and a little bit about him and you know his his style, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was surprising, definitely surprising. Fucking so. surprise. <laughs> All right. What's your what's your two B? What's your two B? Let's 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 get into oh, this. Oh God! No, no. It's the, you. You always go first. So what's your two B? Okay. Uh, my two B's choke on this. Okay. Choke on this. Where does that sit on the on the? That is not a B for you, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Wait. No. That's choke that's like this? right in the middle. That's that's right before New Jersey. That's right after Slow Dance. Oh, that's my five B. I'm sorry. That's my five B. Okay. More of a punk song, right? So, uh, or at least on anything else on the record. Yeah. 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 I, I I mean, there's, dude. It's it's a good song. I, I'm I'm I'm. Th- this is the one that I was very curious to hear your take on these intros, for mm-hmm. f- coming from someone who hasn't heard this song like a thousand times. Like for me, because yeah. I've heard this so often, I know exactly what song this is. They could play this live faster, slower. They could omit a beat, and I would know exactly what it is. But coming from you. This probably sounds pretty damn similar to a lot of the shit they've done. It does. Oh, totally. Right? Totally, it does. But it's <laughs> all, but I mean, overall, this is a more, like I said, this is a more punk-sounding song. This is probably the most punk-sounding song on the entire record. But I don't know. There, there was there was also some cool, like, some cool, like, palm mutes and chugging that, that you don't normally hear from them, at least on this record and the subsequent three records. But... Or two records, I should no three records, three records, yeah. Dude, but the palm this mutes. Is, this is a good one, yeah. The palm mutes match the drum beat well. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The drums using a lot of toms at that point, and you throw in the palm mutes. This is a band that's not like they they were like nineteen, eighteen, seventeen. One of the guys was like fourteen. And these are I the guys. These, these the are drummer guys. was fourteen. Right? <laughs> yeah, these are guys in their teens, so they're not. I mean, they're not Clapton out here. You know what I mean? They're not fucking Jimmy Page throwing down stuff at an yeah, early age. Yeah, but I wouldn't age. expect they're them just, to. And they're playing yeah. music that is still kind of new. It's still kind of up and coming and in, in, in the scene and stuff. So I don't know. To throw out something like this, that it could be intricate. They could have taken mm-hmm. it further. They could have progged it up a little bit and added a fuck ton of notes. But I think... In its simplicity is, is where it's getting most of its charm, and those mm-hmm. do those palm mutes when it matches the drum beat. That is just it's like my favorite part. But also, you know, there were, I mean, within the scene, there were better bands like Taking Back Sunday. Like the, to me, Census Fail is a poor man's version of Taking Back Sunday, or at least off of the Tell All Your Friends record. This they were a poor man's version of of that record. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's, the the only the only big difference is that Taking Back Sunday doesn't have the the screaming. 
but they make up for it in like the cool guitar parts, the back and forth vocals and, and shit like that. But uh, outside of that, they're like identical. Yeah. I mean, that very, makes... very, very similar. I, I, I would put census fail in a more man. Like I, it's, I, I would do. They're both like email post hardcore bands, but I would categorize take taking back Sunday a little bit more in the pop punk realm than this specific album this specific album yeah. i would never even consider being pop punk it is strictly emo well, post hardcore well, only because of the the screaming though no I mean, but like subject f- material i think a lot of the the minor chords that they use there's nothing up tempo about any of this album really as opposed to take true, it back true. sunday where there are elements to it that are a little bit more pop punk but i mean just fucking split hairs here because yeah, really you're right. Really they are very, very, very similar. Coming out of the same scene. Coming out of the same at least, fucking... At least the, 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 the first same Take area. Back Sunday record. Geographically, not, not even, coming out of the same area. That's true. Yeah, no, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they're both from New Jersey. Did not even make that connection. So uh, who knows how many times these bands played together? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so I but, mean, it's I mean, splitting hairs as it is, but... This, this, because we grew, this is like the scene we grew up in. And even though you don't like this particularly, but no. you grew up in this. Yeah, I grew up in it, but I didn't like the scene. But like you I knew had, the I had scene. Friends, you, yeah, I, knew, I knew the scene because like I had friends. Osmosis, just it soaked into you because this was our high school. Yeah. This was yeah, like I half of our high school was this. Yeah. A, a, a few of my friends listened to this. Like I said, like you, Mike, Brian Moore. A few of those, like Kevin, listen to this, you know. But like the TPK, the hairstyles, everything about this was this scene. Was so and like, just you look, you throw a fucking stone, and you hit fourteen people that are TPKs or parting yeah. their hair to the side. That's you know the, the stuff that all time low is still trying to do, and fucking that was years well before late. they were like born. And it's this is the scene. <laughs> this is the scene. This is the place. This is um, the place. Dude, the part where he says you're addicted to the drug of lust, when he's like, yeah, I'm addicted to the drug of lust, that downscale of the vocals yeah. and guitar chords. Mm. <laughs> mm. Like that, that's my favorite line of the album. That really? one line, yes. Because, oh, of, dude, because of that scale? Love it. Because of that scale, because it kind of, it, it flows, but it's not, it doesn't seem as natural as it possibly could be. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of it's just kind of thrown in there, and that part that just that one line of you're addicted to the drug of lust I think is just. Oh, it's I so will say good. there are some some moments on this song that are just way too whiny for me, like barely barely made it a banger because it's just a bit too whiny. I don't know, like like a, like the all dispose of you, all dispose of you, it's like just, a waiter. I, I don't I don't even remember. It. I don't. I don't even remember. It's just there are just certain, you know, inflections on his in his voice that just are just make me just embarrassed a little bit. Like I don't know. I mean, yeah, embarrassed. You're young. You're you're young. Embarrassed. You're young, but you're also like, you know, come on, dude. Have you yeah. heard some of the stuff you listen to? Embarrassed over here? Like, oh no, on. I listen to some pretty amazing music. I will <laughs> say though, I will say I, I was thinking about this um, a few I? days ago. Yeah, I was. Th- I was. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I was thinking <laughs> in my mind a few days ago that uh, there are a few bands that I can't, I can never defend. Like that, I will probably never listen to again. And I don't know why I liked them when I was younger. Like 
like the two the two bands that really come to my mind are Taproot and uh and Thursday. I don't know what I don't know why I like them. I I've gone Thursday back Thursday makes I've, sense. Taproot makes no sense. In what way makes no sense in what way? Why Taproot is not no, Thursday and Taproot both are not very good. I mean Taproot yeah. worse than Thursday. <laughs> but at least with Thursday there were a lot of people in our group, in our extended group, yeah, that really, really liked Thursday. That makes sense. And, that, and Taproot I, makes no sense. Yeah, I, I love that full that record full collapse. I mean, fuck, I can't tell you how many times I listened to that record, but <laughs> going back within the I think last Kevin, couple years, man. Kevin Lever had a Thursday shirt, didn't he? Like, you weren't fucking. No, I had all a Thursday time. shirt. Oh, God. I had a Thursday shirt because I, I, I used to listen to that, that record so much. And uh, yeah, you know, going back to it in the last couple of years, I just think in, in my mind, obviously, um, that dude, that record's not good. <laughs> dude, that's how I feel about Finch. I, I, Yo, Finch I is like, another one of those bands too. I liked them a lot. I like, I did too. I love. They're them. not good though. They're not. I passed up their vinyl on on Black Friday. And it was like ten bucks, and I was like, this is not, this is not very good. Yeah. Right. I mean, I didn't. Pass. I wasn't huge on Finch, but. I mean, yeah, I remember liking them a bit and listening to their record, but yeah, going back to they're not they're not good. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. It, it's just weird how there are these the few bands that you just can't figure out why you like them, and even like going back nostalgia wise, you still you can't get into them. Like, not even the nostalgia can save it. Uh, yeah. It's just embarrassing, man. That I means they're like real bad. Yeah, yeah, and Taproot and Thursday are those bands for me. Maybe we should do Thursday. No, I I never want to do Thursday. We should do full collapse just to do. Why why not? Just for fun, just for shits and gigs. Next week on Ask Night Radio, we're doing Thursday's uh, full collapse. So, get into that. What about what about <laughs> the bridge here? You like the bridge here? When he's, when he's you can't be no. my James Dean. I'll be your sweet queen. And then like that that like no. turn the tone down on the drums, and he like like he's behind a closed door. <laughs> comes in real hard no man i i can't get into that style but you weren't even close now (laughs) he's he's way too whiny man dude it's just like the the way the song stops and goes because that bridge is so slow and it just trudges along and then it goes right back into the i give you these roses but i left in the thorns part and it's just like there's no like there's no Symbol hit in like one two three let's go it just goes right into it I I love it I love that I love that the song can can go from slow to fast and you don't even realize it until it's already happening Yeah but his Dig. vocals kill it man I'm I'm they kill it in a bad way I'm, Should we play a little bit of choke on this and then get into the lyrics and the music a little bit more Yeah right, So here's uh, here's choke on this from the census fails.
There you go. A bit of choke on this from Census Fail. Dude, this song is so fucking good. There's some really tight drum fills during those verses. <laughs> <laughs> it's super tight. But oh my god, dude, his vocals, man. They, I just, I cannot get behind it. I, I, I don't get it. I There's really some hardcore vocal vocals later on. Yeah, but they're they're, they're not. <laughs> it tries so hard And that's what I don't like about it I don't like that they're just there to Just the mashed in there Yeah there's no reason for it Like there's no There's no There's no, there's no, there's no build, build up, up to, to it. it Yeah exactly Exactly <laughs> Just throws them in there uh, That's what I've that's, all, that's another reason That I've never really liked Screamo Is is because of that And then like when AFI started doing it On Sing the Sorrow the first time I heard that on Sing the Sorrow, I was instantly turned off. I I couldn't, I hated it. I fucking hated it. Even to this day, there are parts of AFI that I just, like on December Underground sometimes, it, it just it doesn't make sense. There's no reason well, for it. December no Underground and, and beyond, AFI is terrible. No, it too Minus too. one song. <laughs> Heart stops, which is, still doesn't fucking make any sense to me. Banger. Uh, Do you see I bought the Blood album, by the way? I did, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't comment on it when I texted you. you because didn't I didn't, it, it didn't it didn't sink in for like a day. Actually, until <laughs> until it was yesterday when I was looking on Offer Up and somebody's selling the Blood album for like twenty bucks, and and I was like, wait a second, that's that's exi- what the fuck? Tyler bought the Blood album, and that's you know, when baby. it really sank in. And I was like, good god, dude, that album is trash. That's good. It is not good. It is bad. That is a bad album. It's not bad, dog. On, bad album. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, so, what do you got lyrically on Choke on this? Uh, I think this is about it. him. This is about him. <laughs> See, I watched. I watched a little bit of South Park. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think this is about him using women for sex. I think it's. I think he's got some serious issues, like some serious trust issues, mm-hmm. and he won't oh, yeah. let himself get close to anyone. So he puts these girls down and leads them on so he doesn't have to get close. And I think the song makes it seem like he purposely leads girls on and tries to get them to fall in love with him so he can take advantage of them, like physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. And I think uh, I think this is a song about him just being a bad person, and I think he knows it. I, I'm totally with you on I, – I totally agree with you on that, on – the lyrics on this one and how he just, he, he, he says the worst things about these, these girls that he's been with and he's wildly manipulative and it's kind of weird. And there's another song, I can't remember what the song right now, but there's another song where it's just, it's very kind of, there's a couple of songs that are very creepy. Like he like stalkerish and I don't know. Like I understand like you, you could, you tell a story, but when you throw it, when you throw a song like you know stalking a girl, next to a song like like this, it's I don't know, man. It's it's kind of weird. Uh, I think I do think it's weird because we're at a point now where this is not like acceptable. But I also think it's honest, and I think I mean we did a little bit with like circa in that kind of honesty. But when when it comes to self reflection, I think it's always okay. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to actually being honest with yourself and how you feel about people, even when you're a douchebag, I, I think I think it's it's shunned upon. 
And for him to come out and say like, yes, I, I take advantage of people because I have like a problem. And he, he recognized early on that he had a problem with this. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's honest. And he is, he has since like worked on himself throughout the years. And like you said, him coming out in 2014 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. that was just another step in his personal journey. I think he has grown as a person. And I think there's, I think there's honesty to it. I think there's honesty to, to a band like Census Fail and Buddy saying that he uses people because he can, as opposed mm-hmm. to another band where they where they mask using people as just you know a, a consequence of the scene. And I, I I think that he, in his lyrics, I think there is a a a, a sentiment of feeling bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think he. I don't think any of these songs are just outright him defeating a woman or he's a conquest. Yeah. I think he recognizes that what he's doing is really fucking shitty, yeah. but he continues to do it, which for whatever that's worth, I don't know. And 12 step programs, like admitting you're, you, you're an alcoholic is, is, is the first step. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think he's in that step right now. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's endearing. Yeah. No, I, I understand that, that viewpoint, but regardless, there are some moments on here where, it's questionable like how kind of crazy is this guy i understand telling a story but it's story these kind of stories are kind of based off of reality to an extent to an extent so okay but whatever who knows at this point who knows um that's my that's my 2b that's your 2b (laughs) there we go damn dude we're we're like an hour into this what is, what is? Do you have any more bees? I I have I have a few more bees. Uh, okay, let's see here. What is my? Everything froze up. Okay, here we go. Yeah, bite bite <gasps> to break skin. Bite to break skin. My two B. Interesting. Why is that interesting? That is not a B for me. Well, but you, but you still I mean, like I, it. Yeah, I love this song. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I I like that. I like the. This is kind of where on the album you're starting to hear the the lead guitar kind of do their own thing and kind of you know it's not it's not two guys playing the same thing and you're starting to hear kind of the the push and pull of of that which is nice and that's how this this song starts it has that that high guitar lead um and then the rhythm just kind of you know it it does the 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 ringing out the the dun dun like i don't even know what that's called i guess just like the ringing out of that those notes and then everything just kicks in, and it's exciting. It's upbeat. The vocals sometimes kill it, but, I mean, that's most of this record. Um, but then the, the verses I really like because it's just the bass, the drums, and the vocals, and that's always kind of exciting in a song. So, uh, Also, that melody, man, in the chorus, pretty damn catchy. Pretty damn catchy. Okay. And the breakdown, pretty fucking brutal, for them at least, for them. So it's 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 a good song. This is this is a really good song, or a really good song in the context of the record. But what what do you got on this one? I for the most part I agree. I think the chorus is is weak though. I, I think the chorus is a little weak. I, it's just a little faster paced and mm-hmm. slower vocals. Whatever's that's why I listed it as an okay song. But that bridge part is like leading into that like kind of breakdown thing, mm-hmm. dude. Very dark, very angsty, very good. And I th- this is a dope song. Very pop punk, though. There's a lot uh, of cool bass parts, you think but so? it's very pop punk. Well, yeah. I guess maybe with the verses, with when it's without the guitars, 
that's a pretty pop punk thing. Very, very pop punk. But the re like the main reason why I've always thought this was an okay song is the intro. Really? That I've just I've never, never liked that intro. <laughs> it's it's very um it's almost like metalcore of the time. But without Dude, but you're the dropping from Barry to Lie, right? Which is nah. I mean, love it or hate it, not that's a, a catchy fucking song. It's not a big you're, which now I, you're th- being a there cool is guy. After, so after, going into bite to break skin that is not a good transition i do want to talk about something about buried a lie after we talk about bite to break skin but don't let me forget i will not because that's my 3b oh okay so then we'll talk about it next but sh- should we play bite to break skin and then talk about the lyrics it's your we- 3b dude play so it whatever you want to do, do. Let's, let's fucking do it here's bite to break skin from the census fails There you go. Bite to break skin from Senses Fail. Oh my God, dude. That pre-chorus. Oh, what is that? No. Oh my God, what is that fucking song? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not going to try to sing it. Oh my no, God. You, were. you almost did. I, I, I almost did and I almost really embarrassed myself. But you know that, that pre-chorus that where he kind of just kind of rings the note out vocally where he's like, it's a blink song. It's a blink song. I know it's a blink song off of Dude Ranch. Oh my God. What is that fucking song? It's just going to drive me fucking nuts. It's a Mark song. Uh, it's Mark vocally. And me. Wait, what is that? It's like, dun, 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 dun. You know what I'm being like? It's that, it's the, the dun, dun, and then kind of dragging out the note. They, they, okay. they, they do it in the pre-chorus of this song. But it's it's like almost identical to a Blink song, and it's off of Dude Ranch. Oh my god, dude! This is this is gonna drive me fucking nuts. I and I know I'm, and I'm I, at a loss, dude. And I'm I know you would you would instantly know it once you once you played those two songs next to each other, because this is not the only time that that he 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 takes from Mark. 
Oh, I know you're talking. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Is, that? Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to remember the lyrics for just, just one more. Or I, I know I, I, I hear it now, though. Do you hear the Blink song, but also do you hear it in the Sense of Smell song? I don't know what song we we're fucking talking about. <laughs> we were talking about Bite to Break Skin, the pre-chorus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what part in the pre-chorus? It, it, it's that, it's that dun, 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 dun. It's, it's that, it's that, that dun, dun, and then the, the, that longer note. He draws out that longer note. That that's what it is in the Census Fail song, dude. This is gonna drive me in absolutely that, insane. That was a huge circle. I yeah, I don't. Uh, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just gonna bother me for years until somebody helps me out. But anyway, I'm gonna listen to it again after the pod and try and figure it out. Oh, we'll, we'll, I'll figure it out. We'll 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 figure it out. Is it emo? Emo. She's better off sleeping on the floor. Yes, it is. It is. It is. That's it, right? It is. But but no, it's it's the it's the part after that. It's during the bridge of that. It's like, or, or before when it's it said, you know, it's okay to just want more. That's it. And yes, then it drops yes, into yes, that. Yes, 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 that's it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh my god, we fucking did it. Shit, dude. We fucking did it. Oh my god, this took so long. <laughs> this took so long. This <laughs> is the stupidest conversation ever. <laughs> <sighs> we got we got to move forward though. Like we oh got to we got to overcome that obstacle. We got to oh, move forward. We did it. Yes. No. We did it. That's there. It's there. It's okay, there. So it's the- there. It's that. It's it's those like three or four different <laughs> notes that lead up to that part. That sounds like it. I get it. I get it. It is the pre-chorus to this song, "Bite to Break Skin," is melodically the same as "Emo" from Blink One Eighty Two. There yes. you go. We did it. I'm gonna cut out a lot of this, so anybody listening probably won't know what's been going on for the last five minutes. But that's okay yeah, too. Last fucking like, hour and a half, we, we been trying to figure this out. We literally took like five <laughs> minutes trying to figure out what the fuck that that melody was. So oh, much googling, so dumb. But it was emo. You're right. It's fucking emo yeah. from Blink. Yep, that's there it. There you go. Oh boy. Okay. Damn. Damn, that was that was quite the ride. Quite the ride. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you got lyrically before we jump into another song that Mark stole from him? What do you got lyrically on Bite to Break Skin? Mark stole from Census Fail? Yes. Oh, oh damn, girl. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I already deleted my notes for this because oh, I, you did? Okay. I was premature. But <clears throat> I think I remember this, is, this, was, his, this was him about... <laughs> fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> to me, okay, so, I mean, real quick, I mean, we'll just touch upon it because a lot of his lyrics are about this, but this is just him, it's just about his depression and, and suicidal thoughts and uh, and how he's just tired of the pain. He wants he just wants this girl to follow him in, into death. But oh, and yeah, it's like a selfish it. way of going about like wanting to die. I don't know. It, he seems very he seems selfish at, at a lot of points during this record. Not not the suicide part of it, but the fact he wants to take somebody with him. So but that that's what I got lyrically on on bite to break skin. Yeah, that was I, I remember that was that was similar to what I had too. It was it was it was an interesting song because he's trying to like build himself up into this this rock star persona, mm-hmm. but at the same time, kind of see like, dude, like, do you see the life I have? Like, it sucks. Like, do you want to be with me? It's kind of like this self defeatist attitude towards yeah. the life that he lives, but also an unwillingness to change. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very, so. it's kind of manipulative too. The fact that he's trying to convince, you know, 
somebody to feel bad for him or, or to kind of follow in his, in his path. And I don't know. It's, I don't know how I feel about him. I really don't. Like, I don't know how much of this is true about himself or how much of it is fiction. So I, I, I mean, just because of his track record and, and who he becomes and, the things that he's done and, and things like that and what he's overcome in his own personal struggles. I mm. believe him. I believe him. And I mean, you get guys like Axl Rose or whatever that will sing about something completely insignificant, mm. but then treat people the same way he's treating people. But at least he's acknowledging like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing it anyway because I'm an asshole. And I think that's, it's not good, but it's, it's, it's honest. Mm-hmm correct but i mean honesty will only take you so far could still be a dick and oh. be honest you know nice guys finish last as the green day song says all right billy joe all right billy joe all right um what what, what do you guys that was my that was my 2b what, what else you got uh for my bees yeah let's 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 get into buried alive because you hate the song for whatever reason ah. that's my 3b and this this goes along with you know mark taking something from from buddy okay so this will be good so the uh the the pre-chorus to to this song to buried a lie that i went to your grave dug up your body that melody is almost identical to chapter 13 from plus 44 and the, the chorus of that song my best laid plans you know just that that dun 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 he the, like the first thing I heard in Buried a Lie was chapter thirteen from from plus forty four. Like that that just just the beginning of that chorus and that pre chorus are almost identical. So like like the let's play Doctor Babe, it's it's so Lance playing Doctor Babe. Oh oh that's what I'm thinking of. I'm sorry, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. We'll operate won't it's, operate it's the chorus. I'm sorry. No, yeah, that's for no I the choruses of those yeah. two songs are are almost identical. My best laid plans. <laughs> yeah, it's the dun, dun Yeah, no, dun. that's there. They're very they, like that was that's all I could think about was chapter thirteen when I listened to Barry the Lie. So Mark stole <laughs> from Buddy, which is unfortunate because Mark is a better songwriter, but what are you gonna do? Well can't win them all. It's just it's just that one little line. That's four notes. It's four notes. Yeah. And I mean, so this came out in 2004, and then Plus 44 came out in 2006, six? seven, six or seven. No, it was six. It's, it not, was six. it's, it's a year and a half. If one was December and one was January, mm-hmm. it's 14 months. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Uh, okay, so, so what do you got on this song? I mean, this is, this is well, your 3B. What do you got? This is the one that we that we pulled into that we that we brought on right to to open up the the pod the, uh, episode the pod today. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, you can't deny that it's it's reading the lyrics, listening to the song as you go along. This guy writes; he can write a damn good story. The story flows; it makes sense; it's catchy. Everything about the story that he's telling makes sense. It is a good, good story. It just so happens to coincide with a really fucking catchy song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, dude, you can't deny that. No, you're right. I mean, this is the, I thought this song was really cool because in three and a half, four minutes, he was able to tell an entire story and it was an interesting story. Like it wasn't, it was cool. I, I, I thought this lyrically yeah. was a cool song. It's not a banger for me musically, but 
it, it's it's too it's too emo it's too poppy for me i just i couldn't it was i couldn't really get into it but lyrically I thought, is, I thought it was really cool this is one of the this is the, this is another song that i thought like fresh ears this is a similar melody to like lady in the blue dress you okay. could replace like lyrics for both of them and they'd be the the same fucking song <laughs> but i don't know man like there's Dude, Paul meets for days in this one. The bridge is amazing. Soft. There's some drum freestyling going on. Yeah. God, I love this song so much. Yeah. And, I, you know, like the video, you know, everything about the song is cool. I was going to, I was going to bring up the, the palm muted guitars and almost the, the yellow card vocal melodies in certain parts of the, of the song too. That, that it just, it sounded really good together, but sometimes man, his vocals just absolutely kill it for me. It's so hard to get behind it so hard you gotta especially when when the music tends to not be amazing the 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 vocals can really drown out everything and just kill a song that's kind of how this this record is for me at least it has those moments i, mean, I think this record's accomplished what it set out to do i don't think this record was was going to be like any kind of like emerson lake and palmer crazy <laughs> Of course, complex not. musicianship going on. The farthest, but I, I. But I think it. I mean, but like as they lay dying, and 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 some of like that metalcore era music, can be overly technical at times and distracting, and and like why are you doing that? Relax, mm-hmm. let the music breathe. I think these guys set out. They these guys accomplish what they set out to do, and I think buried alive is is. I don't know. It kind of goes along the lines of that, and then like the, like the line of of uh, he says he talks about how the newspaper said a bullet got in her way, mm-hmm. like regarding like the suicide. Yeah, I like that line too. Like, it is such a callous way to announce a death, especially one involving a suicide. Yeah, but that kind of darker theme and morbid attitude of this song goes along the lines of this album, and it's just. It's it's not afraid to tackle things that that most people would would think are not necessarily taboo, but very very uncomfortable. And again, as we talked about earlier, it's him taking advantage of other people mm-hmm. and him feeling down on himself and taking out that I don't know that that aggression that that depression on other people. That's again, that's honest. I think I think there's a lot of honesty to this record, and I think this record set out to do. What it, what it wanted to do? Yeah, I don't know. No, I I I I do understand where you're going with that one. He he does have he does have a certain way with words, and and that that one line is something that I thought was really it was really interesting, a really interesting play on words. I guess you could say it was good. Yeah. It was good. I mean, we already played the song. I mean, yeah, let's move on. Should we move on? Okay, it's it's up to you. Oh yeah. So that was your three B, right? Yeah, you got a couple. You had a, you got two more Bs, right? You have five Bs. You said. Yeah, I got. We already talked about my five B, which was on cho- was choke on Miss Chokes on Dick, <laughs> and then my three B. This is pretty much it. Yeah, my my three B um, is the title track, "Let It Enfold You." So toward wow. the latter the latter part of the Crazy. song. Crazy. This is like this is like almost a pop punk song. It's it's this is it's fast. It has the busy guitar parts. It's dude. This is the song that I thought you would think. I wrote another song that I think will sound very <laughs> f- similar and familiar to Virgin Ears. 
Wait, similar and wait, what? Familiar and similar, because a lot of these songs do sound the same. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would sound similar to other songs on the album and familiar because they've done this so many fucking times throughout the course of their career. Yeah, I thought this song would be okay at best. But for the, you, this song, this song was cool because it, it was catchy at parts, but it was structurally it was kind of all over the place it has it had a lot of ups and downs i mean this is like i think the longest song on the record a little over five minutes but it has like very kind of like calm moments that aren't really heard on the record and then it 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 brings back to the bounciness it has some like heart like slightly harder parts uh especially that breakdown it's it's pretty heavy for this record and i don't know it was it was a cool song it was my 3b so okay okay yeah so what do you got what else you got on this one I, uh, this was an okay song for me. I, 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 it's, I mean, I like this song. I think it's a fucking banger of a song, but over the course of the album, I think it's an okay song. It's cool because it drives along well. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it keeps its pace up very well. There's a lot of noise coming out of the drums and cymbals. And I think this, like the distortion is high. So like sonically, I think it sounds a little weird and there's a lot of chords that are like mashed in faster yeah. than normal. Like it's not just power chords, but it almost sounds like they're using like open chords. And so there's just a lot of noise going on. And that's my, that's my problem with it, I guess. This song almost but, reminded me a little bit, a little, a little bit of Circa Survive. But I think that's only because we did Circa a few weeks ago. But the way that the no, guitars kind of play off of each other. There are definite similarities between this band and Circa Survive. The difference being... Circus better. This band is like a is like a twelve year old version of Circus Survive. <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean, that's not like a knock to them or anything. It's just oh. like Circus Survive are just better musicians, and you know, just because Jimmy Page didn't write a fucking guitar based album doesn't mean that it's a bad album. True, it's just, it's just different. It's different, Tyler. Not everyone can be fucking <laughs> got the life new metal. Dude, corn. you're right. I mean, not everybody right. could be, or nobody could be like that because that is literally the nobody greatest song ever written. Nobody wants to be written. like that. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> the greatest song ever written, so nobody could ever be that good. It's the way she yeah. goes. Be, you know, eh. what are you going to do? But anyway, let it unfold you. Should we, should we play that? Talk about lyrics? What do you think? Let's play it. It's all we do. That's all we do is play songs. So here it is. The title track, Let It Enfold You from Census Fail.
There you go. The title track, Let It Enfold You. Oh my god, dude. There there are some pretty solid moments in here musically, but his voice I his voice sucks, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so it's it's so bad at times. It can just kill it just kills the songs sometimes. Oh my gosh. I know I know you guys like like this band a lot, but man, his his vocals are rough. And I like bad vocalists. I mean, Tom DeLong is one of my favorites, but he doesn't kill a song like this guy. I it's, mean, bad vocals aside, it's 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 they fit with the song. They fit with the album, they fit with the concept that they're going with. I guess, but There's, it's like it's like he's not even in tune with everything else. Like in this song specifically, like he it's just it just well, this song specifically, sense, like that's, man. I mean, for me, like this song is about like the inner turmoil in himself. Is is there are a lot, there are high parts in his in his career and the being in a band and the low parts and being in a band and like the concept of let it unfold you and and everything is is culminating into this song. Yeah, and so I think singing like that with the with the instrumentals like that. How everything's kind of disjointed is the way he feels is again that honesty coming forward. He doesn't know what to think, what to feel. It's all coming up. All right. I think it works. Yeah. I mean, rage or happiness. He says it in there. Rage or happiness. <laughs> Come on. Lyrically though, I, I feel like it, maybe it's a little bit different than what how you feel about it, but I feel like this is about just him coming to the realization of just being himself. And just kind of saying, you know, screw any sort of facade I've ever put up in my life or uh, what other people think. I'm just going to just be myself and do what I want to do and kind of fuck everybody else. That's that's how I see. That's how I view the lyrics, at least on this one. Which in itself is is a facade, though. Like when people say, like, I'm tired of what people think of me. I'm like, no, you're not. That's a <laughs> lie. Know. Every single person on the face of this earth, and to to some extent, cares about what people think about them. Absolutely. Otherwise, you would not care about your family or your friends. True. And then the last line of this song is, "You can't save me now." Like he's too. He thinks he's too far gone. No matter how much he tries to believe, he's going to change and not care what people think. He thinks he's too far gone. He thinks he's too far into it. And I think there's a lot of a lot of push and pull in this song. Yeah, I so, would say so. I dig. I dig. I do too. That's right. We all like we. we I, this is my bad music. I like you. Hey. Like a lot of pretty terrible music. It's not a big deal. It's fine. But honestly, they they did put out two pretty good records. So Red Hair is not good. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a pretty good I record. Understand? It's fucking trash. Pretty good. But anyway. Okay. Uh, so so why do you why just one more thing and then mm-hmm. we're done? Why do you not like Lady in the Blue Dress? That song was all right. It wasn't. I mean, it's not a stinker, but. Uh, it, to me, this this song was like uh, like the, their version of Roxanne from The Police. Like this is the 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 much much lesser version of Roxanne about how Which it's like gr- it's like I his mean, encounter. Roxanne's a great fucking song. No, it's an am- what you no, that to. no, no. It's an amazing. I mean, Roxanne is is an amazing song, but this song is not. It barely holds a candle to to, to Roxanne, but lyrically, <laughs> it it it's kind of not maybe not the same but it's like talking about an encounter with a prostitute but the way the way they they kind of speak to the 
person or about the person is is very different like the way that buddy speaks about her is very like talking down to her and condescending and it's kind of gross it's kind of weird but the way that that sting sings about it in roxanne it's it's a little bit more optimistic it's like let, let let's like get you out of this let's do something better with your with your life like it's more it's just a more positive thing but this is like him just being a fucking dick <laughs> i don't know i just the, also musically on this song this is just this could have been like a like a okay b-side from tell all your friends straight up the, the, I mean, with that staccato guitar and the verses, and it's this is straight up them trying to sound like Taking Back Sunday on Tell All Your Friends, and it's whatever. Okay. It, I right. mean, it's it's not a bad song, but there's just too much pulling from different, two very specific artists, and it's just like, I don't know, it doesn't seem super original, and it's not that great. I, I think, like, overall, Taking Back Sunday is a better band. Oh yeah, but I don't think like Adam's ever done. I don't think I've ever heard Adam be as emotional as I I I, I hear Buddy being on this album. But Adam ever. Adam is way more. He's just way more accessible. I'm, I mean, for, I mean, he's for a what better singer worth, for one. He's uh, songwriting. I think is just different. So that's not fair to com- compare. But I don't think we've. And like you said, the, I mean, comparing Roxanne to this is not even in the same yeah, ballpark because. Because this is this is uh, this is like an outsider looking in on someone who's self-destructive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a prostitute. It's it's very of its time, in that the solution to this problem is tough love. And there's some very very rough stuff on here. For instance, there's a line that mentions if the woman in question would commit suicide, they they wouldn't do it because they're fucking spineless. Like yeah. that's. That's that's harsh. That's that's it's very know, quote unquote tough love. That's what we grew up as, you know. Just tough it out. Put some dirt, rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And and we, as we now know, that's not always the case. But I think like the blue dress itself is something to also kind of consider. Blue often associated with like honesty and integrity, which is what this album is trying to convey. But it's also mm-hmm. associated with like openness, like the sky or the ocean, something vast something that this woman in the song seems to lack either not being like entirely honest with herself and being so closed off to like the healing process can't even like begin. And I think that's, that's what this song is really getting into. And the woman itself is not a woman in particular. I think it's, it's buddy chasing something completely unattainable and unrealistic. And this is the second track off the album. Yeah. And, but, going further into the album, he's going to explore that further. But also, like, I mean, I still think this is a more negative track. And you can also, I mean, think about this. This was, what, 2004, right? When this record came out? Yeah. So it's not, it's less than 10 years from the Bill Clinton administration and Monica Lewinsky, the blue dress, the famous blue dress. And I feel like it's a play on that mixed with the prostitution and, and not respecting yourself and I feel like that, I think it was more of a reference to that rather like the, the blue dress was more of a reference to, I feel Monica Lewinsky and, and that whole situation than anything else. And when, when you go through the lyrics, I feel like you could, you can pick up little things here and there where he's kind of referencing that, but I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm out on the limb on that one, but that's what I, I got. I mean, from it. subjective, but I, I, 
because there's no other real political stuff going on in the album in anything else prior or after this mm-hmm. i don't know i i, well, I, I mean, honestly think that the blue dress is is i don't know like like when you watch a movie like you you see like your perfect dream girl and she's wearing like a blue dress and her hair's sparkling in the air it's just this stupid unattainable thing that we're that we're fed to believe and that's what's going on in here but the girl in the blue dress is fucked up just like everybody else yeah. just like buddy is and Buddy can now connect with her because he's so fucked up and she's fucked up where she doesn't want to admit that she's fucked up. And then Buddy is kind of the reason why she's fucked up. And it's just like this weird cyclical kind of douchebaggery that's going on and on and on. But again, it's honest. Like I'm, it's, it's, it's honest. And it's so irritating to hear all these rock stars and, and hip hop stars talk about like getting with girls, but not ever talking about, the girl themselves, you know what mm. I mean? Like getting deep into it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with, with the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton thing. Because... Where, where do you pull well, that okay, from? Okay, there's no so, other so look, fucking, okay, so, there's so nothing at, else on this album or subsequent matter. albums. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it could be something. There's no source material for it. Like, well, I mean, what? okay, look at the first verse. The first line there is just like the lady in the blue dress. The last line of that same verse is you want what you could never have. I feel like that. I don't know. It, I mean, I, maybe I just have it stuck in my head. This whole Monica Lewinsky thing. You yeah, say, you I, say I that think you, you want need to respect. get rid of that real quick. I don't know, man. I I feel like it's still close enough to that that incident where it could still be referenced and be relevant. Mm, uh, I know because this he was like he was like seventeen when he wrote this. So what was he was no he was too young. What? No way. We were the same. We were pretty much the same age, and we were. I mean, come on. Yeah, but we quote it just because it's funny. Like we don't know any, really anything about it aside from now. But we also, now being older. We also but talked when about we were this 17, guy being a little bit more profound than we were when we were eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. Years no, old. but the next line is you've got cigarettes on your breath. Like this is that's a direct like like after having sex with somebody and then somebody yeah, smoking then, in your bed. But then it's like and but but w- you were you were more along the lines of of the prostitution thing, the hairspray, cheap perfume, sour in your sweet, like all of these things. Yeah, but that that is that is very I I'm not very, but that that could be That's not Monica prostit- Lewinsky. But no, but it could be talking about prostitution. Th- those three lines right there that you've got cigarette on your breath up through I'll put a little sour in your sweet. That's that's very prostitution wise and I feel like he He's kind of comparing the two, or 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 talking about the two in relation to one another. Not, not necessarily the song is about Monica Lewinsky, which I don't think it is. I feel like he's he's comparing this prostitute or this loose person, loose woman, I guess you could say, which is so outdated. I don't know why I said that, but that's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. It's so outdated. But um, but I don't know. I feel like he's at this time he was talking about like hooking up or being with a with somebody who a, a woman of the night. Uh, and then comparing them to Monica Lewinsky and that that whole that whole situation in the nineties, late nineties. I don't I, know. I definitely think this is this is like on the surface, this is about a hooker, prostitute, someone like that, uh, getting deeper. Night. I I think this is this is about him making fun of the fact that our ideal woman is is something that's unattainable. And our ideal woman who is, is a lady in the blue dress. And that that is this. But I don't think it has anything to do with Monica Lewinsky. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, you know what? You, oh, I just realized another thing that we can add to the no-no list, which I'm going to do right now, 
is agree to disagree. I hate that. Well, I mean, if we, if we add that, we can also add that's interesting. We already did because the that's interesting is on there too. Oh, no, I'll add it right now because those are conversation enders. Yeah, so that's interesting and agree to disagree. I I I, I don't like like that. someone can lay into you with just their most the most profound thoughts they've ever had in their life, just their <laughs> life's work, and when you respond with that's interesting. <laughs> Want to play Mario Kart? <laughs> That's it. It's like, cool. Fuck me. Awesome. That was fun. Uh, so I, I I added both of those to the no-no list. But yeah, agree to disagree is also a conversation ender. I hate that. I hate it so much. Just say like, like okay, you got your opinion. I got mine. I'm not going to change. You're not going to change. I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to go shoot hoops or something. <laughs> Call what it is, you know? Going to smoke a cigarette, Sorry. you know. Be back in a bit. Yeah, I'm done with this stupid shit. That's what that <laughs> means. But Lady in the Boot Dress, man, it's a good. It's a good song. It's all right. Fuck out of here. It's all right. All right. It's a good song. So, so we got anything else to say about this, or do you got any more bangers, or what? Dude, I got all bangers, kid. Oh. All bangers. No, but that's it. The, I, there was one more thing. Uh, Angela yeah. Baker. That yeah. was one that I thought he sounded a lot like Ben from Yellow Card. Ben or, um, or Ryan? Ryan Why do you, this I is the second like time you said Ben. Uh, ben because we talked about Ben Harper like a, a while last ago. Week. I think it was like last, it was week. last yeah. week. Yeah. And so now it's still like stuck in my brain and where I think where I do all my thinking. Yeah. But he, I thought he sounded a lot like like Ryan from Yellow Card here. Really? And then okay. uh, another part was let me look through my notes. Flip through my papers. You're cute when you scream, dude. There's a guitar part. There's a back and forth shit that going on there that reminded me mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Get It Faster, Jimmy World style. Really, I didn't. But that was it. I didn't hear that. That's I, all I got. Well, I I have trained ears. You have untrained ears. Well, I mean, not, I haven't I'm listened. Not, I also haven't listened to this record a hundred times or two hundred times, thousand times. I have not listened to the record a thousand times. There's no well, way. You never know. You could have hundreds. Yeah, for sure. This <laughs> is seven this week, all on vinyls. That's so stupid. All on vinyls. I will say I will never get this on vinyl. I will say that right now. I, I knew you wouldn't when I texted you about the Alkaline Trio and then also inputted that Census Fail <laughs> was did. on there too, and you said nothing about it. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said nothing about it, but I did say I just bought the Alkaline Trio record. That's yeah, all I said. I, I just bought the Alkaline that's, Trio record. That's, that's when I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to give out. I didn't want to be too obvious. You know, you gave everything away, <laughs> like in like in the Princess Brides. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, uh, all right. So yeah, dude. Final thoughts, yeah. what, ratings. What are your final? Okay, so we have a three point rating it. system where three is a perfect album. You're going to continue to listen to it. One is a bad album, or one is a good album. You should continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is a trash fire. So, what are your final thoughts and rating? Go. So let me just say that I do own this on the vinyls. I bought it for Record Store Day. It comes on a variant or a color variant, mm-hmm. and the variant is the same color as the the fire in the window. The, oh, and so okay, okay. it met, did it matches so damn well. It is such a nice looking variant. It was like twenty three dollars. Pretty cool though. So it's just it was just a good deal. Like for someone that likes this album so much, and being on color vinyl, it it looks phenomenal. It sounds great. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the record itself, there's a lot of nostalgia on this for me. There always will be. It's hard. It's hard to like, like, uh, I don't know, disassociate myself with the nostalgia. 
Maybe I just don't want to. Probably I just don't want to. I don't care to. I love this so much. There's there's so much on this that I think is great. This week I've found a new appreciation for it. I never realized that there is a lot more going on here. This is kind of a concept album in that he's he's exploring like his innards. He's exploring his 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 kind of things we've all thought, things we've all experienced, things we've all done, mm-hmm. the way we've treated people in the past. Yes, we were young, we were stupid. We have treated people pretty shitty in the past. And he's talking about it here and he's he's but, he's acknowledging that he does it. And don't you, come on. We we've, we've treated that, people like shit that in the a, past. a concept record though. Yeah, because the, the from from front to back, it's 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 the way he treats people and the way he wants to be viewed. Mm-hmm. Not the way he wants to be treated, but the way he views himself and the way he treats people is he knows what he's doing. Again, I think the overall concept is he knows what he's doing is shitty, but he does it anyway. That's and it. that's that's the concept of this record. And let it unfold concept. you itself. That's not a loose concept. That's that's honest. That's that's more honest than fucking a ton of stuff we've ever done this pod. And let it unfold you. Just the cover art itself is just looking into the mirror and seeing some monster, but that's you. Like, like that's what it is. Like the fucking he's looking into the mirror and it's on fire. That's him. But he refuses to believe it. Yeah. No, I shouldn't say that. He didn't refuse to believe it. He knows it. But he's not willing to change it yet. And that's that's the concept of this record. And it's and like as much as we've grown as people in our personal lives, we've treated people pretty shitty in our younger years. Mm-hmm. Friends, girlfriends, whatever. Yeah. We've true. done some really mean things to people and it's really fucked up. And so it's it's nice it's nice to know that we weren't the only know. shitty we, people. We, yeah, we weren't the only shitty people, and we have grown to be better people, I guess, from it. We have learned from our mistakes yeah, and have grown older and, and wiser and more mature and can, can recognize our faults and, and hopefully never, ever do them again. But we are human. Especially so. to the extent For, that we did when we were younger. Yeah, we just, I mean, we did a lot of really, really, we did a lot of fun things, but we've done a lot of things that were pretty fucked up to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So... You know, I it's 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 refreshing to to, and but but like we knew what we were doing was wrong, but we did it anyway. Yeah, you know what you did was fucked up, but you did it anyway, and it's that concept of like, then why'd you do it? I don't know. That's what it comes down to. Because I'm an asshole. Yeah, and that's what this record is about. Like I don't know because I'm an asshole, <laughs> and that's honest. That's some that's some fucking honesty right there. True. But I, I, I 100%, I knew going into this, and I'm happy we did it because I enjoyed it, but I knew going into this, this is not for everyone. This this album is essentially like five or six songs written two or three times. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> but, I, but I love it. This ain't perfect, but I, this, is, this is like a 2.8. This is, I'll give this a 2.8 for me. Oh, my God. Actually, that, that, 2.8. that's lower than I thought. I thought you were going to give this a perfect three. No, because I, 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 I I, I do recognize that this is, I I mean, 2.8 because of the like nostalgia alone, but anybody else, I, I, I'd be surprised if you gave this like a two and I'm not even going to, I wouldn't even fret. Like if you gave this like a 1.9, I wouldn't even complain because I, I understand. I get it. You understand. Okay, good. I get it. I'm glad. I'm glad. So you're not going to have a, you're not going to blow up on me. 
Well, now, now, now that I said that, you'll be like, oh, I'll give it 2.89. <laughs> that's what you'll do right now. Go ahead. I mean, that's something I would never do about this record. But uh, yeah, so, so my final thoughts. Uh, I went into this thinking I would like it more. Uh, I don't, I don't have a ton of history with this band. I mean, I, I thought there was going to be more of a harder edge to them, especially on this record. Uh, and then when I listened to the first four records, it was just a lot of the same. But then once I got to five and six, those records, very fucking surprised. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I was a little disappointed by this record. I didn't, I never remembered it being this emo and this, um, I guess emo is the best word for, for the, for this era and this, this time period, but there's so much a product of that, that era for better or worse. They, they, they are, um, I don't think they do it the yeah. best. They're definitely not the best of the, the era. Um, but they're definitely not the worst. They, they sit smack dab in the middle, some, some cool moments here and there, but overall just not, not the greatest for me. So with that said, like with everything else we've already said today on the pod, I'm going to have to give this a 1.5, 1.5. Cause I'm, I'm, ne- I'm just, I, I'm, I'm never going to go back to it. I feel like you, even then you're pandering. I feel no, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pandering score. because it is like you honestly want to give it like a fucking one. No. Cause I, because it's not as bad as the mm. other three records, the first, mm. the, you know, two, three and four. Because it's not, it's, it's really not. But I would never buy it on vinyl. I'm never really going to go back to it unless I'm with one of you guys. You and you or Mike. I'm never going to listen to it on my own. It's not a terrible record. That's why I give it a 1.5. It just, it's I got I got to sit on the fence on this one. It's what I do, you know. A 1.5 out of three for me. Seems it seems about adequate. Seems about where I thought you were going to rank it. I mean, you would have been fucking surprised if I gave it like a two point seven five, right? There's no way. I knew for a fact. <laughs> I would. I would bet money. I'm. I'm. A, I'm not that big of a gambling man, but I would bet money. This would not have been over over a two point I guess you know me. You know me, kind of. So I almost. I did, like. I damn near guessed your fucking top four. No, you did. You you did do good, but you also only guessed after we were, you know, four deep. So it was a lot easier to guess. But I knew, I knew Renaissance was and the other one were going to be in your top four because they're the hardest ones. Well, Renaissance is their best record. Dude, that fucking guitar tone on okay. that record. Pretty Crazy, good. Okay. Pretty, pretty good. Crazy. All right. Oh, my God. That was, that was, that was quite the episode. Much longer than I thought it was going to be. But uh, anyway, got anything else? What do you think? That's it. That's all. Okay. So go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinai Radio. Thank you all for listening. And uh, yeah, keep listening to all your friends, and uh, we're the best. So that's it. That's all. Of course, not your number one. It'll make sense. No, of course not my number one. You silly? Come on. (laughs) You silly boy? You fall down? Fucking. excited for this one i'm excited oh yeah i am <laughs> I, I, just because you just because oh, yeah. you think i don't like it i mean you're going into this really negative yeah i'm All going right. into this negative what about the bridge <laughs> here you like the bridge here when he's, when he's you can't be no. my james dean i'll be your sweet queen and like that that like 
turn the tone down on the drums and he like like he's behind a closed door. Comes in real hard. 